is The Chris Abraham Show. Hey there, this is uh, Chris Abraham Show, season six, episode uh, episode 13. My name's Chris Abraham, <clears throat> and if you heard any weird noise, that was me effing with the, uh, the lavalier kind of mic thingy. I don't know if the Adobe sound removal will get rid of that and this terrible racket going on. <clears throat> I'm uh, getting up and off late because I woke up at five o'clock, 4.30 this morning, couldn't get back to sleep, and then had breakfast, and then my heart went into AFib, and so I'm like, screw it, I'm going back to bed, and when I woke up, my AFib was gone. Uh, that was after I'd taken a shower and everything else, I think. But now I'm, uh, now it's late, it's uh, 12.40 in the afternoon, and I'm only heading out now to start work on a Saturday on Veterans Day, and I'm dressed in jeans and a t-shirt and a it used to be called a commando sweater in black. And uh, a pair of Blundstone 500s that I bought that I think are a size too big. So I'm kind of clumping around in those. Uh, not sure. They don't feel too big in the toe, but they definitely feel too big in the boot. But they're brand new because they're too big. And my older ones that fit better don't fit great. Like I haven't worn them in such a long time that they kind of got out of shape because I didn't do what my mom always told me to do, which is to put uh, blocks in, in leather shoes. See, the advice your mom gives you is pretty good generally. So I've been wearing Pegasus's so much that I'm dressed in street clothing, primarily because I am meeting Mira at what I think is a fashionable restaurant. I hope it's not so fashionable that wearing jeans and a black t-shirt and blundstone boots and possibly commando sweater uh, isn't commando jumper, I guess they would say, since it's more of a, of a British type of commando sweater. So I guess it'd be called a commando jumper. Jumper. Anyway, we'll see. I was going to get a haircut, but fuck it. Uh, I just need to get two proposals out. A bit of work off the table, uh, and then I'll try to get as much work done tomorrow. Hopefully I'll be more productive tomorrow. Who knows? So, I was thinking about all my dead baby jokes yesterday and realizing how appalling I am. One thing I never did was say that, in fact, there are dead people. And amongst those dead people, there are certainly dead babies. But, I'm sorry, but I don't value one person over another. Like... If I were a sociopathic murderer, or if I was in an environment to defend my life, and the person who had been assaulting me uh, yells out to me and says, I'm a dad, I've got three kids and a wife, I would probably use lethal force against him even faster, because what kind of shitty dad is he for holding me up or assaulting me and driving me to the point where I need to use lethal force? So I think that when monsters tell you that they're dads, and they try to appeal to your, uh, to your humanity, 
when they are in fact, when they tell you they're dads, that in fact they are terrible people, it's your job to terminate them even more quickly because I know losing a parent is bad, but having a murdering, robbing, thieving dad is even worse. I guarantee you it doesn't get better from there. In spite of the narrative being uh, the universal narrative of Les Miserables, if you talk to anybody who supports uh, looting, uh, they sound like Jean Valjean. And Jean Valjean is saying, but I only stole a bit of bread to feed my family. I only stole a bit of bread to, to save my little girl. I only stole the bread to take care of my family. And uh, so that's everybody's narrative now. Everybody who steals, burgles, mugs, thieves, uh, loots and toots, robs, they are just... They are just doing it, don't you know, because they need a bit of bread to help their family. So all, all, all thieving is good, and it helps feed families. And it's just a bit of bread anyway. And don't forget, there is insurance. And don't worry that it raises prices for everybody else, because honestly, everybody buys their stuff from Amazon, and people steal Amazon packages too. And that's just only so that those people who steal Amazon packages, they just want a little bit of bread for their family so that they don't starve. Jean Valjean, 24601. I've only stolen a bit of bread and then I only stole silver. I only stole silver from a priest because I wanted to have a better life. And that priest should give me the silverware beak and the and the silver candlesticks because I am not being selfish. I am 24601. I am Jean Valjean and I'm a good man. And it's only for a little bit of bread to feed my family. And uh, cut. It's the end of the, that end scene. Um, I love Les Miserables. I've seen. I've seen Les Miserables on Broadway. I've seen it in Hawaii. I've seen it uh, JF, uh, uh, the Kennedy Center. I've seen it on film. I've seen it on PBS. I've, I, I freaking brought Les Mis with me in a box set DVD to freaking uh, GW freshman year. I was listening to Les Miserables for when I was an 18-year-old, like, supposedly cisgender man going to college wasn't listening to freaking back in black by acdc i had a drama girlfriend too named georgina mar georgina king mar and the two of us were razzle dazzle jazz hands uh couple lots of lots of frottage does anybody know what the word frottage means frottage is an excellent word um so on that note uh, I don't know where I went with that. That was fun, though. I enjoyed that. Um, and then now I'm thinking about, okay, dead babies. Yeah, everybody died. Everybody's dying. Everybody dies. Like, fuck, I don't care if you're a dad or if you're a journalist or if you're a medic or if you are, uh, having your blood, uh, changed or receiving life-saving treatment. If you're where the bombs are going to land, you're going to die. Everybody's going to die. What did everybody think was going to happen 
The thing is, is that the narrative now, which is 100% in support of Palestine, would have been a completely different thing avant, avant 7 octobre, 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 I don't know. It would have been, let's say on uh, October 6th, let's say on October 6th, um, there would have been a lot more moral attention on the plight of Palestine on October 6th, the day before. 17, 1500, 1700 civilians, civilians, ravers, people in houses, families, were killed summarily in their cars, on the street, at their rave. I mean, listen, who amongst us doesn't dream about the mass killing of people at Burning Man? I mean, when I heard that there was some sort of giant palsy that was going to ravage through Burning Man last season, and when it turned out that that was uh, misinformation or lies or just an attempt to get watchers on TikTok, I was so sad. But uh, at the end of the day, no, they were just ravers. They were on drugs. They had minimal guards. I think the guards were just to keep everything nice, and they were not uh, a defensive line. There were no pig men or anti-tank gunners. There were no stingers. There were no, there were no uh, anti-aircraft, anti-paraglider people. So if Israel decided to raise R-A-Z-E, R-A-Z-E, uh, the Gaza Strip, any time before October 7th, the justified response of, oh my God, you're killing all the babies and you're blowing up all the schools and all the hospitals and you're destroying gas lines and turning off cell phones and, and, and closing internets and turning off electricity and oil and gas and supplies and food and bread and imports. If that were to happen on October 6th, and you know, I understand my, one of my best childhood friends, Willow Chang, she has been supporting through protests and marches. She's been supporting Palestine and uh, for years, for years. But just like in the case of uh, if America were to have started bombing Afghanistan, like willy-nilly, and then invading Iraq, which of course was, both of those places are fucked up. Like, America shouldn't go bombing anywhere. But there was no bombing of uh, Afghanistan or Iraq, not since 10 years earlier, like 1990, no, 10 years, 12, 13, 14 years earlier. I remember we uh, invaded, we invaded uh, Iraq because of uh, Kuwait back in 1990-91 and it wasn't until uh, you know 2001 September 11 2001 when we felt like we had the excuse and the justification and the moral upper hand to raise as many so-called terror cells as possible both boots on the ground and jets and air and uh, A10 warthogs and and uh, Reaper, dro Reaper drones and all that fun stuff. And you know, we bombed weddings and we, we droned weddings and we droned rural villages filled with babies and people. And we killed hundreds of thousands of civilians and our invasion resulted in 
hundreds of thousands of deaths and nobody complained. Everybody freaking supported post 9-11 uh, non-proportionate shock and awe against not even like we shouldn't have ever attacked a country or countries. You don't attack a country when who you're trying to kill is uh, a, a, an asymmetrical guerrilla warfare. It's not a state-sponsored thing. It's, a, it's an ideology-sponsored thing. You know, ISIS is way more like what they say Antifa is like, which is an idea. It's not a real organization. It's a loosely linked group of people who believe in the same thing. That's such bullshit. Uh, but in the same way that if someone, if some Antifa fuck were to go ahead and bomb Toronto, there's no reason why Canada should bomb America. I mean, I do not identify with being remotely associated with Antifa, right? I mean, so everybody knows, everybody should know that Israeli response, American response, leftist response, everybody's response, Russia's response, uh, Ireland's response, everybody's response with what they think to be an existential threat to their entire world and their existence is always going to result in a thousand X response, a completely out of proportion response. Like I said in my previous episode, we know that Israelis trade one Israeli or a thousand Palestinians when it comes to uh, prison trades or kidnap trades. So like I said, the obvious response to 1,700 uh, Israelis being killed on October 7th is 1.7 million uh, Palestinians killed. So, and because the people who did the killing were not dressed in a, an officially sanctioned uh, nation-state associated military, they're just a bunch of guys in like civilian attire with uh, RPGs and AKs and ARs and uh, other types of weapons, then we don't even know whether those people are Hamas or they're just extremely pissed off and like not willing to go any further with this pressure cooker known as the Gaza Strip. So because they weren't a bunch of people wearing, you know, BDUs with a giant Hamas flag on the shoulder and tanks and control and representing uh, the country of Palestine, the state of Palestine, then honestly, you know, you really, uh, you really can't treat it. You have to treat it like a terrorist act and not like a, an act of war. Anyway, this was season six, episode 13 of the Chris Abraham show. And I am here at Idino's coffee in social house. I'll talk to you soon. With city Thank you for listening to The Chris Abraham Show. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Until next time.